0: This is the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time, and you're listening to the Gospel of the Lord and the homily of Rev. Angelo Satino, pastor of Nativity of Our Lord Parish in Warminster, Pennsylvania. with you reading from the holy gospel according to mark Jesus and his disciples left from there and began a journey through Galilee but he did not wish anyone to know about it he was teaching his disciples and telling them the son of man is to be handed over to men and they will kill him and three days after his death the son of man will rise But they did not understand the saying and they were afraid to question him. They came to Capernaum and once inside the house he began to ask them, what were you arguing about on the way? But they remained silent. They had been discussing among themselves on the way who was the greatest. Then he sat down, called the twelve and said to them, if anyone wishes to be first, he shall be the last of all and the servant of all. Taking a child, he placed it in their midst and putting his, his arms around it. He said to them, whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but the one who sent me. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord When we were in college in the seminary the house spiritual director used to meet once a week with each class and he would give some spiritual advice stories something to strengthen us in our spiritual lives so one time he told us this story his parents had a place at the shore And one night, a rainy night, he was returning to his rectory from the house at the shore. And he said he knew the back roads from going down there so often, so he didn't use the highways, he always used back roads. And he used to pass through this little town, and there was a little Catholic church on one of the corners. He had never been in there, and he didn't know who the pastor was since... That was Jersey, and he was a priest of Philadelphia. So that night in the rain, he passed and he saw all the lights in the church were on. And he saw people going in and out. So he thought to himself, I'd like to see that church. So he stopped the car, parked, and went into the church. And he found that The pastor was being laid out. The pastor had died. He didn't know the pastor. So he went in and prayed and then stopped and talked to some of the parishioners about who this was. And he said that they spoke so lovingly of their pastor. That he was a man who had spent his life working to care for his people. He had never been recognized by the church or anyone else, no honors or titles, but he was happy to care for his people. And the fruit of his labor, our spiritual director said, was in the hearts of his people. Today's Inquirer, there's a nice little article about St. John Newman how he came from Bohemia, wanted to be a priest, and so he came to the New World, and at first was ordained and sent to a vast area that took in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and he was asked to be a missionary there. And he spent himself tirelessly caring for the people to the point of where he collapsed one day. After he recovered, his missionary efforts continued. And somehow, through the Archbishop, or the Bishop at that time, of Philadelphia, he became known to the Pope. And when the Bishop of Philadelphia was to be moved, he recommended John Newman to be the next Bishop of Philadelphia. John Newman, if you read the story carefully about his life, wanted nothing to do with it. He just wanted to work quietly as a priest, but the Pope prevailed and named him the Bishop of Philadelphia. At that time, the archdiocese, the diocese, it was called the diocese then of Philadelphia, took in Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and parts of Maryland. He did not feel qualified and up to being the bishop of Philadelphia, which had some very wealthy people and prominent people. So he petitioned the Holy Father and said, divide the diocese in two. It's too big. And give Philadelphia to someone else and I will take the country land. All he wanted to do was to fulfill his call to be a priest and care for the people. My brothers and sisters, in today's gospel, Jesus began his journey through Galilee and was telling his closest friends, his apostles, the Son of Man is going to be tortured, put to death. He was telling them about serious things. They didn't fully understand, so they continued on their way. And he noticed they were arguing. So when they got to their destination, he said, what were you arguing about? They wouldn't answer. They weren't going to tell the master what they were arguing about. But it came out. They were arguing about who is the greatest among us. And he certainly put down that idea. We live in a very competitive world. And even for the best of us who believe in God and try to live out our faith, sometimes we want to be the greatest. Think about conversations. I wanna have the last word. I want the best job. I want the nicest house. I'm more powerful than you. People like me more than you. I'm more popular. In our little everyday workings, we sometimes vie to be the greatest. Sometimes without even realizing it. And yet Jesus says, that's not what it's all about. So far, this year, since January, we've had about 80 funerals here at Nativity. And I sometimes think that my words become redundant in my homilies. I always say to people, we have good people here at Nativity. Simple, humble people of faith. So very often in my homilies, I'm saying... This was a good person. This was a person who took his responsibilities seriously. This was a person who lived her commitment to her family faithfully. So when I was preparing this homily, I was thinking about this, and I'm thinking, well, why do I say similar things about so many people here? And this is what I came up with. Because those people matured enough in life and faith to not care about being the greatest. When we want to be the greatest, it's all about ego. What makes me feel good? What gives me a big head? When we're about being faithful to God and his call to us, none of that matters. They say in this article from St. John Newman in the paper today that he used to say, be ready because you don't know when death will come. We don't know when we will meet the Lord face to face. And after all, it's he who gave us life. He who gave us the gifts and talents we have. He who called us to our vocation. Married life, single life, priesthood, religious life, parenthood. And that's what we're supposed to be about. Not vying to be the greatest, but being faithful to what we are called to be by God. So these people that I speak of in funeral homilies often impress me by their unassuming, dedicated lives. St. John Newman collapsed on the sidewalk and died at 49 years old because he lived as a humble bishop walking the streets of Philadelphia caring for his people like one of the crowd, not like the greatest among them. We are given people, whether it's family, parishioners, children, to love and care for. And that is what our lives should be about. And yet even the best of us fail sometimes and try to be the greatest. In God's eyes, and when we meet God, our reward will be... Because we were unassumingly dedicated to God's call to us and our mission in life. That will make us the greatest in the eyes of the one who counts, God. Because when we leave this world, the titles, the power, the prestige, the popularity, all goes into the grave with us. And it's God who will decide... If we were the greatest, just like to go over a few things with you about this coming week because it's an exciting week uh, and a busy week. Next Saturday, September 26th, Father McConan and I will be going down to the cathedral to. We have the privilege to con-celebrate Mass with the Holy Father at the Cathedral, 10.30 on um, Saturday morning. We need to be at Villanova, where we need to park our cars and then be shuttled to the Cathedral at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. Not guaranteeing what you're going to see in me next weekend. (laughs) So there will be no 8 a.m. mass next Saturday morning. There will be no confession Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon because I'm not sure what time we'll be arriving back. For those of you who wish to prepare yourselves spiritually, and I hope all of us are doing that, to make this a time of spiritual renewal and open ourselves up to the outpouring of God's grace, for those of you who wish to do that, we will have confessions this Wednesday evening from 6.30 to 7.30 for anyone who wishes to prepare themselves. On Friday evening here in our church, the children of St. Gianna will be present. We will have a short prayer service at 7 p.m. on Friday evening, and then St. Gianna's son, Per Luigi will give a talk about his mother. We are so honored to have her shrine and her relics here. She, along with Pope John Paul II, is the co-patron of this whole world meeting of families. So our shrine will be open uh, more hours through the days of this week because we expect there will be visitors coming to the shrine. So we invite you to join us on Friday night um, for uh, that talk by St. John's son. Next Sunday, for those of you who are not able to go down to the mass on the parkway, um, we will have a large screen TV here in the church and um, we will watch the mass together. Somebody asked, when would the church be open? The church will probably be open by about 2.30. The Mass is 4 o'clock, so that's when it will begin. But the church will be open probably from about 2.30 on. And then after Mass, we'll go down in the hall for some refreshments to celebrate this joyous event of the visit of our Holy Father. So if you'd like to attend... If you would, give a call to the office this week, just tell how many want to come, but everyone is welcome to join us for that. I ask sincerely that you take advantage of this time. It's been a time of great fun, taking pictures with our cardboard Pope, and uh, this morning there were some young men here with Eagles jerseys with the Pope on it, No, So it's been lots of fun getting ready for the Pope's visit. But I hope you won't miss out on taking advantage of this opportunity of grace for all of us to recognize the religious leader of our church, the vicar of Christ, is coming to visit us. And whether we can be present exactly where he is or not, we should take the opportunity to allow ourselves to be open to the grace of God that this visit hopefully will bring to each of us and all of us.